Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen. Really a strange thing. A friend of mine calls me up, says, you have to talk with Lori. You, you, you need to talk with Lori Lowenberg. And I hope I'm getting that right. It's too far away for me to read. Yeah, I got it right. So um, I said, oh, okay. So he sent me an email and sent you an email, Lori. You, not, you didn't know him, but we hit it off. And um, I had I got homework from Laurie and everything, and that was really exciting because I love talking about dreams, but I don't remember them. My wife will wake up hysterical. I mean, laughing because of her dream. I can't relate because most of the time I do not remember my dreams. Laurie, welcome to Late Night Health. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, by the way, Lori is a certified dream analyst. She's a syndicated columnist, author, popular radio personality. She has lots of personality. Look at that. And we're, we're, we're looking at each other right now. And she's got beautiful hair. It, it's you. red. I like that. Okay. Uh, she's a speaker, member of ISAD, the International Association for the Study of Dreams. And... Um, Let's talk about your background. Uh, have you always dreamed, even as a kid? Yes. I can remember my dreams since I was two years old. Oh, my. Yes. I came out of the womb dreaming, pretty much. <laughs> um, and I would draw them when I was little. And then when I got older, I started to write them down. Because um, I, I hated to wake up and no longer be in that world. You know, so I'd write them down just to to always have that. But little did I know what an amazing thing I was doing for myself by documenting the other side of my mind. And so it, it, I was always a, a vivid dreamer, kept dream journals, was always interested in them. But it wasn't till um, when I was 19 and my grandfather died and he was the first person close to me to have ever died. So that was quite a impactful experience on its sure. own. Um, two weeks after his death and I was still grieving I had a dream where we're walking arm in arm through this museum I knew he had died and I asked him what is it like where you are now and he said I can't tell you that but what I can tell you is that it's secure and then he gave me a hug started walking up the staircase and as I watched him walk up the staircase the dream dissolved and as I woke up I could still feel him and I could smell his old spice. I could still feel that hug. And that dream was so powerful that it propelled me to study dream psychology because I wanted to find out you know, what exactly is this? Why is it so real? What is the function? When you told your family, I had this mm -hmm. dream about grandpa, mm -hmm. did they look at you and cross their eyes or did they accept that? Well, now, first of all, in the South, we call him Papaw. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. And, uh, no, they didn't. They were very open to it. And my brother, who was a year and a half older than me, he had had a very similar dream as well. And so, thankfully, my, my parents have always been very encouraging of things I wish to pursue, dream analysis, art, whatever it is. And, and did you go to college? Uh, uh, well, now, this was... Um, very early 90s 
Mm-hmm. So universities were not, uh, the, the psych courses did not even cover dreaming. If they did, they barely scratched the surface. So I found a PhD who had a very rich background in Jung. And um, she taught me. And um, long story short, it's just snowballed from there. We went on the air together. We, we started a 900 line. You remember in the 90s sure. when the 900 lines were huge? But they were all psychic lines. So I was yes. like, we should do a dream analysis like something that's real you know that's not just pulling things from the air something that's based on you your you should do that again lori <laughs> you should do that again um are dreams that important are they are they messages from ourselves from the universe um what are they dreams are the most powerful part of who you are they are a thinking process. They're thoughts. They're a continuation of your thought stream from the day. So, you know, all day long, you're thinking to yourself. You're having this inner dialogue. You're driving to work. You're thinking to yourself. You're loading the dishwasher. You're thinking to yourself. You're showering. You're thinking to yourself. And as you drift off to sleep at night, you're thinking to yourself. That thought stream continues as you drift off into sleep. And then once you enter REM sleep, which is when dreaming takes place, you're still thinking, but your brain is now working differently. So rather than thinking in words, you're now thinking in symbols, metaphors, and emotions. Um, but these are also very deep and insightful thoughts because the outside world has now been shut out. You've closed your eyes. Hopefully you've turned off your TV and you've gone inward into yourself and you're thinking on a much deeper focused, insightful, brutally honest way. Are they coming from yourself or are they coming from a higher power? They're coming from you. It is, it is part of your psyche. You know, back in the day, Aristotle believed that our dreams came from the liver (laughs) (laughs) of all places. No, but they, they take place in the brain and, and, you know, it is a brain function. It's a natural and necessary function of the brain. So a lot of people say, oh, I, I don't dream. No, you dream. You're just not remembering it. And, you know, when, when you're able to connect your dreams to what's going on in your life and understand your own patterns and your own symbolism, you get a, a huge edge in life because you understand yourself, your behaviors, your relationships, your limitations. You understand everything about yourself and your personal world on a much deeper, more powerful level. Anybody in your family um, other than your brother, I mean... I think a lot of people, and including me, think of dream analysis as a as a psychic phenomena. Right. It's rather than a science based yes, phenomenon. That is that is what I have been up against my whole career, but we've now in the West become more and more open to the benefits of dream analysis and psych courses are now and you know, a lot of universities specialize in, like JFK University does. I think Berkeley has a whole uh, a course on it. Um, but, I, you know, I think the reason why that's been such a common perception, misperception, I should say, that it's, it's connected to psychic phenomena is because dreams seem so otherworldly. They don't seem like they're coming from the self. They don't seem like a thought process. They, they're bizarre, and, and sometimes they're fantastical. So it's got to be coming from some outside source. But no, it's coming from you. Dreams are messages from you to you about you in order to improve you. 
What about people that <clears throat> wake up in the middle of the night and say, I'm going to get back to my dream? Can you go back to where you left off? Literally? Oh, my. Good Sometimes question. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can. Now, first of all, uh, understand in the function of dreaming, we every 90 minutes throughout the night, we enter REM dream sleep. So you'll have, on a good night, you'll have five or more dreams. And sometimes you are able to get back into the dream you woke up from. There's a couple reasons why. One is that your subconscious wasn't done with the message. So it puts you back in there. Sometimes you just hit that sweet spot and you get right back into that same position you were in when you were dreaming previously. And that can help you get back into it. But most of the time when your dream is done, it's done. And so your next uh, cycle of dreaming will be different. I've always, I've always wanted to go back to the good dreams, right? You know, mm -hmm. the ones that I do remember. And during our next segment, which will be coming up in a few minutes, we'll talk about the homework you assigned me, and we're going to assign people who are listening so that they can remember their dreams. But when you have a great dream, it's, it, it, you, know, you wake up like my wife. She laughs. I mean, she's yeah. just, you know, and she does that a lot. Um, and every now and then I'll dream about my parents and it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'll see my father, he's young, vibrant, and he was young and vibrant when he passed, but he never speaks. Interesting. He, he's there. Mm -hmm. I know he's dead, but he doesn't say anything. All right. We're coming back. Uh, our guest is Lori uh, Lowenberg. Uh, you can visit her at laurielowenberg.com, and I will give you that spelling, L-A-U-R-I-L-O-E-W-E-N-B-E-R-G.com. Uh, we'll have that up on our website, Late Night Health, so that you can see her pretty face as well as get more information. Uh, Daryl and I return as Late Night Health continues. Don't go away. Late Night Health is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back, too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com. 
If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging, parents or just have fun find out about the advertising opportunities with late night health call us at 805-391-0308 that's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at late nighthealth.com that's info at late nighthealth.com join late night health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care call now at 805-391-0308 that's 805-391-0308 Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghostwriting anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. It's time to tackle a tough topic, one that affects us all. We're talking about sexism in the workplace. The award-winning Identifying the Elephant in the Room series is back and ready to tackle some complicated communications issues again. This spring, we're focusing on critical communication strategies in the face of sexism. Join us as we hear from professionals in the natural products industry who have valuable career lessons to share and real-world experience to discuss from all sides of the elephant. It's time to have an honest and open conversation about the impact of sexism in the workplace and how we can make it better for everyone. Identifying the Elephant in the Room series starts March 16th. Register today at inisibox.vfairs.com. That's I-N-I-C-I-B-O-X dot V F-A-I-R-S dot com. And join the conversation to be part of the solution. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Be sure to visit us at LateNightHealth.com and you can always write us at info at LateNightHealth.com. Our guest is Lori Lowenberg and we're having a good time talking about dreams. Uh, A couple weeks ago, Lori gave me an assignment. I did, I probably did about 70%, Lori. And I see. So I got a C. You know, if we're grading, um, C minus. C minus. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. So I didn't write down my dreams, um, but oh, now you're at a D plus. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely, I'm guilty. Um, you told because I don't remember my dreams. You told me to take some vitamin B six, which I did get. You have to be careful with that. Apparently, if you take too much, you can get neuropathy. Did you know that? It says it on the bottle. Good Lord. (laughs) I know, uh, which is not a fun thing to have. Uh, But um, so you have to be be careful with your uh, dosage. But I think it did help me. And um, and I got it. uh, I got a a, a non GMO uh, vitamin Mm -hmm. uh, vitamin uh, B6. I did that. And then when I woke up, I laid there for a few minutes trying to and and just cleared my mind and i would get 
snippets. And what I'm finding it's happening now is that as I'm falling asleep, I get snippets and I keep seeing boxes and they're, uh, uh, and I don't know what that means. Um, and I've had several dreams about boxes. Now, okay, I needed a new printer and I did get it and a big box came and then the printer doesn't work and it has to go back. So I have to pack it up in a box, but I didn't, and my father was there once with the boxes as well. Okay, so you have little pieces and even little pieces can be helpful. Um, Do you recall in any of these dreams when you are seeing these boxes, do you remember anything you were thinking to yourself while in the dream at that point looking at the boxes? Yeah, I wanted to know what the hell was in them. Okay. Were they open or were they closed? They were closed. Okay. So is there any situation in your real life where you're wanting to or maybe wanting someone around you to open up? No. No. I I mean, I just wanted, I you know, I'm nosy, as I said before. Mm-hmm. So that's, I just want to know what was in them. But no, I, I no, I don't well, have it. Okay, any. well, let's, let's. Look at your job, your podcast. Can you look at that as your interviews as a box that you would like to open up and see what's inside your guest? It, that makes sense because we've done we've done thousands of interviews, uh, Daryl and I, and over the last four years that I've been broadcasting, four years. Daryl reminded me that it's. Decades. Close to 10, yeah. Yeah, right. Close to 10 years. Um, With over 50 50 years of doing this, um, 30,000 interviews later, I think you're 30,001, Lori. Oh, that's a good number. Isn't it? (laughs) But, uh, you know, yeah, I I like to open up people. I That's how I learn. It really excites me. And so your subconscious mind is giving you a visual representation of what you do. So I found my purpose talking for a living? I think so. Now, let's talk about your father. He was in one, right? Yeah, he's been in many. Okay. So what was he like? Is there anything about him that you also share? Um, Yeah, my father was in sales, was very personable. He sold an unusual product or service. Um, was very good at his job. He loved doing it because he felt he was helping people. Okay. Um, and um, didn't didn't dress like you would think somebody selling his product and service would. Uh, he was a clothes horse. Uh, two weeks before he died, he brought me a beautiful white jacket, um, a sport coat. Um, he, he was just that kind of, he was a very nice guy. He bought uh, some dresses for my mother and my sister and bought one for my wife as well. So he was a good guy. Okay. And does he guide you or his personality, anything about him that is within you that you feel is a guiding force in your career? I think because he liked people. I think I picked up on that. He was outgoing. Yeah. He was yeah. outgoing. 
Um, and I've got two parts, you know, like everybody, I have two parts. Part of me is outgoing. Daryl, would you call me outgoing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in the back of my head, I, I, I hear the voice saying, shut the heck up, Mark. Nobody <laughs> wants, you know. And it, anyway, um, when people come to you, and you've worked with a lot of celebrities, I won't ask who, because a lot of times celebrities don't want you to right. tell us. Correct. But uh, you are known as uh, the uh, celebrity dream analyst. The, the the analyst to the stars, if you yes. will. Mm -hmm. Are their dreams different than anybody else's? I would say that the, the one common thread I've noticed in a lot of their dreams is they'll have some element of being up high, either hanging from a helicopter or being way up on a building... Um, or even just on, you know, kind of up there on the ceiling. And we'll have some concern in the dream about how am I going to get down from here? They're in an action movie is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, you know, my theory is that they're up high. You know, they're up on a pedestal. We look up to our celebrities. Right. And that they have a constant fear. Hey, I'm on top of my game here. How long am I going to be able to stay up here? Wow. Before I start interesting. to go down. Yeah. What is the most interesting dream you've ever heard? Mm. Going through my database right now in my mind. There's Well, the one that I always go to it's just because it was so funny. <laughs> Are you sitting down? <laughs> yes, I, I am. <laughs> okay, so this was a, a Playboy Playmate. It was her dream. Um, in the dream, she's going to the bathroom. She is on the toilet. And out comes a dead lizard. <laughs> okay. So, there's more. She's like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what else is up there. <laughs> Then <laughs> out comes a entire roll of paper towels. And so she wasn't at all, she was amused in the dream. It wasn't horrifying or right. weird. It was just interesting and amusing to her. Did you figure out she was a smuggler? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that's a very good guess. <laughs> so what that dream wound up being about was, well, I asked her, Okay, so when you think of a lizard, because, you know, there's, there's like dream symbols that kind of mean the same thing across the board for everyone. We call them archetypes. Right. Um, but to really get to the meat of that person's dream, their own personal associations matter. So I asked her, so what, what would, how would you describe a lizard to a kindergartner? First thing she said was, well, well they're cold-blooded. And I said, okay, so is there anyone around you right now in your life you would describe as cold-blooded? And she said, well, not at the moment, but I just broke up with my boyfriend, and I always suspected that he was a cold-blooded monster. When, and I said, oh. Wow. Okay. When, when you come back, because we will have you back if you would like to come back. We, I've enjoyed this. You'll have to finish that the dream analysis because oh, we're running out yes. of time. Our guest has been Lori Lowenberg, 
And uh, you can find out more about Lori at LoriLoenberg.com. We'll have the uh, information at LateNightHealth.com. Will you come back? Yes, and you can also just Google Dream Expert. I'll Ah. be number one, number two, and number three. You got it. All right. Uh, I'm Mark Allen along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Happy birthday, and thank you, Daryl. My pleasure. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Have a good week, everybody. Have a great week. And most importantly... Have a healthy week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.